ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present the Killer Bees. Definitely fan of the Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Decoy. Here now are the Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. What up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? What up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's Joe George. He's filling in for Blankers today. Blankers D&P personal reasons. He will not be joining us today. We are broadcasting live, though, from the Decoy. If you're in the area, come on by. Have yourself a drink. Uh, there are some folks playing volleyball outside because it's a beautiful day. They look awful. They look terrible. I think you and I could take them, Joe George. I think so, too. But will we get hurt? Yes. Like, I, we're, I'm, I'm only going to play like one. Like to, It's going to be a game to three. Yeah, sor- I can't go any further yeah, than that. Source is close to the uh, media game that happened today at Minute Maid Park. Uh, at least one media member is at the hospital getting x-rays for potentially a broken arm. Are you serious? Yes. Who is it? Gordy. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. How come we weren't invited to that? We, they send like they send like PR emails that we were on. We were on I them. Was, I was on them. And how come you didn't uh, That's let us my know? Bad. I would try to put one in the Crawford I know. boxes. I, did, I didn't let you golf yesterday. I, I forgot to tell you about this. You're a uh, you're a succubus of fun. Yeah, I guess so. Succubus of fun. That's I why do we started have, the show the way we did. I do have relatives who have hit home runs in Minute Maid Park. A oh, pair, really? A pair of them. Okay. Actually, so it kind of runs in the Branham blood to hit bombs at Minute Maid Park. Just so you know. So it is Joe George in for Blankers today. I'm still uh, Branham. We are at the decoy. Great spot to ditch work a little bit early, have a drink. It's also a great spot to watch your UFC this week. How about UFC 296? Did you know they don't charge cover here for UFC and boxing pay-per-views? Wall-to-wall TVs, 24-foot TV wall, outdoor 185-inch. Do not pay a cover for UFC. Do not pay a cover for boxing. Jake Paul fights tomorrow. Jesse Bam Rodriguez fights Saturday. Happy hours, weekday happy hour until 7. Maybe you will partake in that here in a little bit. $3 uh, $3 Modellos, $4 Fireball, $5 House Wine, $6 Tito's. All right, so the Houston Texans are getting ready for a football game on Sunday against the Oilers. If you go to the Tennessee Titans website, it shows a header of the matchup coming up on Sunday. On the left side of the header, it shows the Texans. On the right side of the header, it shows the Oilers, which Mm. makes me sick, makes me puke. I do not like anything about it. I'm not going to downplay how much I hate seeing that. I have two Oilers shirts. I have an Oilers hat. I have a Houston Love You Blue hat that might not be legal. So I do not feel great about that. Something else I don't feel really great about is the Texans' offense on Sunday. Listen to some of the uh, the stuff coming out from Kirby today. Bobby Slowick, you know, it sounds like they're preparing for life, at least for one week, without C.J. Stroud. Davis Mills was meeting with the media, and they were talking about how he's prepping for the game. Aaron Wilson reported earlier today that uh, Davis Mills is preparing to start again Sunday. It looks like Davis Mills is going to play. And we played the sound yesterday of Dr. Football that only 22% of guys who have concussions return and play that following week. So it was already long odds for C.J. Stroud to play on Sunday. And now with all the quotes and reports and everything coming out of Kirby, it does look like a Davis Mills game. Now, Davis Mills has won twice at Tennessee in back-to-back seasons, but not only is it Davis Mills, Nico Collins is not practicing. Tank Dell has a broken fibula because he was asked to block in the box. Uh, you know, Fant's not practicing, although he didn't really practice last week and still played. Uh, the injury concerns are mounting. Now, they did get Dalton Schultz back. That's cool. But I'm, I'm sitting here wondering. you got Davis Mills at quarterback. You don't have your two top wide receivers. How in the world are the Texans going to score points on Sunday, which is very important in a football game? Uh, they're going to need some help from Will Levis, I think, to score some points this weekend. If they if they get into a situation like they did last week, Jeremy, where they constantly were pinned back in their own 20 because they kept going three and out and they just could not flip the field at all in the Jets game, if that happens with Davis Mills at quarterback and what they have, like they have no hope. They have no hope to score. I think you're going to need to take advantage of mistakes that Will Levis is going to get you. Like While he's played okay, this season at times, like he is going to throw interceptable passes. You need Derek Stingley to, honestly, he's probably my key to the game. He needs to pick off Will Levis at least once. You need a lot of help. Like It's not going to be easy. We keep talking about the run game. The, the Broncos didn't have a good run defense. The Jets didn't have a good run defense. It didn't matter. The Texans couldn't do anything. And now you're going to Bobby Trees and, <laughs> and Dalton Schultz and Brevin Jordan and hoping that those guys are going to make it work with Davis Mills. 
it is going to be a tough, tough task. Yeah, and the last time that uh, Noah Brown tried to catch a football from Davis Mills, it hit him in the nose. Yeah, that was not right great. Right off the face mask. The, the the interesting thing to me is like you okay, defense help you whether it's you know pick sixes or whether it's just getting the getting the football in the Tennessee side of the field, short fields. You know, maybe it's a field goal game. Maybe you can win it with defense, things like that. Now, the pushback I would have with that is. We've seen D'Amico Ryans against not-so-great quarterbacks. It's like, okay, let's play a little soft zone. Let's not play this aggressive man. Uh, let's not blitz a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback or a bad quarterback. And Will Levis's numbers are worse whenever he's being blitzed. So uh, that kind of throws it into like a different conversation, too. Is like, well, let's see how aggressive D'Amico Ryans gets defensively, which isn't really his forte. Like, he's not a defense – like, well, he's a defensive-minded guy. But he's not super aggressive. They're more of a bend but don't break. We'll allow you to have a 12-play drive if you can play mistake-free football for 12 plays. But we're going to sit back, take away the shot plays. And, look, Will Levis is pretty good at the shot plays because he's got a cannon for an arm that can take the top off the defense. So it's kind of like, okay, well, the Texans have that aggressive style on Sunday because they know their offense is shorthanded. Yeah, I, I get that. I think the, the tough war, what's different about, I think, Will Levis than the other quarterbacks you've played, though, is that like when he was coming out, Jeremy, I viewed his biggest issue was that even on the short stuff, he threw the ball 90 miles an hour. It was yeah. always a fastball all the time. And I don't feel that he can do to the Texans defense what Gardner Minshew, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, and these and these guys did and really successfully execute the dink and dunk stuff. The Titans' best offense has been deep down the field throughout the year, finding Hopkins and pushing the ball and running the ball with Henry and Tajay Spears now. So I feel like if you do take away the deep shots, it helps you a lot in this game specifically because it opens up Will Levis's number one weakness right now. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't have tremendous touch, and he will he'll give it to you. Like he'll he'll he's yeah. very careless with the ball. I think it's like false. Well, it's not false. I think it's bravado. It's like I can make this throw. I can fit it into this tight window. I can layer it over the first level of defense and below the second level of defense. So he he will give you the football. I just don't know how they're going to move the football, like offensively. It, it, maybe they can run it's the ball. Tough. But, like, the Titans are pretty good against the run. Now, the Titans aren't a good football team. Like, a lot of people say, well, Tennessee, you know, at least they have a pretty good defense. They really don't. The reason that their defensive numbers look fine from, like, the overall standpoint is because they shorten games offensively. They're, they're tied for the second worst in the NFL and giving up scoring drives. But they're like 20th in defense. They're like 20th in points allowed. Why? Because there's fewer possessions in a Titans football game because they run the football a lot, try to shorten the game. But in terms of their defense giving up scoring drives, they're the second worst in the league. So this isn't a good defense. It's not really a good offense. It has pieces. Derrick Henry can run the football. DeAndre Hopkins still very targeted. Levis has skill. Levis right now is not a good NFL quarterback, as he shouldn't be. He's a rookie. But he has some skills that make you worry a little bit. But from a moving the ball, how do the Texans do that the best? I think they're going to have to try to run it. And I think that they're going to have to try to be a little bit of bully ball, which isn't great. Simmons might not play for Tennessee. Doesn't look like he's going to. That helps. But this is going to have to be a game where the Texans, from a rushing attack and also from a coaching scheme attack, like this to me is one where go earn your money, D'Amico Ryans. Go earn your money, Bobby Slowick. Go win a game whenever you're shorthanded. Uh, but from a how do the Texans move it? I think it's going to have to be running oriented, which is scary because this team has not been good running the football. Running and screens. And they don't, I feel like the, the Texans run, don't run a lot of screens compared to what we see other teams did last week. It felt like every single time Zach Wilson took a snap in the second half, he was either throwing the ball deep or a screen pass to Brees Hall. They, they're going to have to be creative and, and just dink and dunk their way down the field and hope that you can get Singletary or Pierce or maybe like Xavier Hutchinson one play. Because I, I kind of view this game as a race to 10? 10 points. 13 points? Is that what it is? I, I mean, I don't expect either team's final score to have a two in front of it unless it's it's pick sixes and pump blocks and block punts and stuff like that. This is going to be an ugly football game across the board. And, and the, on the flip side of it, I, I know they control the game. The biggest thing you have to do to help your team out is get the defense off the field on third down. I think that is going to be one of the big parts of this game is getting them off the field, getting the offense back on there, and just not letting your defense get super gassed. Because we just know what Derrick Henry does against the Texans. And, and like you have to find a way to slow him down and just move the ball enough 
to get a victory this weekend. And that's kind of the other thing, too, is you're, it looks like you're going to be shorthanded defensively. Like, you've been much better against the run. I think a lot of that scheme because of D'Amico Ryans. I think a large part of it's because of Will Anderson. Will Anderson didn't practice today. And Will Anderson has a high ankle sprain, according to Aaron Wilson. Now, Aaron Wilson did say D'Amico Ryans wasn't interested in the Houston Texans job. But you have a high ankle sprain. Like, you're not playing quarterback. Like, Trevor Lawrence muscled through a high ankle sprain, didn't play well. But he's a quarterback. Like, he's not being asked to sprint every single time the ball is snapped. So I would be shocked if Will Anderson plays on top of that. So now you flip it over to the defensive side, and it's like, oh, great, here we go. We have a guy that's probably not going to play, and he's our best player against the run. Uh, yeah, I, we spent so much time talking about C.J. Stroud. I, I feel like we never even questioned if Will Anderson was going to play. And all of a sudden, Aaron's report comes out today. He's in a walking boot. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that bad effort. I don't really care about the walking boot as much. Like, okay, it's not, I'd rather him not be in a walking boot than being a walking boot. Sure. But you can play. Like, I, I've seen dudes play that are in a walking boot that morning and then kickoffs at 11, and they're playing. Like, a lot of times the walking boots kind of support, like, makes you feel a little bit better. Uh, keeping everything structurally there. The part that I, that I didn't like was that it's a high ankle sprain. Like, regular ankle sprain, cool, you can play. High ankle sprain, I don't know if a defensive end can play on a high ankle sprain seven days, six days after sustaining the injury. I, I don't expect him to be out there. And you're going to need Grenard and Jerry Hughes to be the main guys getting after Will Levis because if you're going to get him to give you the ball, you got, you got to pressure him. Like, you, you have to find a way. You can't make it easy for him. If you give Will Levis too much time, he's going to find Hopkins down the field. So like, this is, I felt so much better about the Texans on like Monday and Tuesday with just hope and optimism. I just thought that some of these injuries would clear up, that maybe Nico wasn't going to be as bad as we thought, that Will Anderson wasn't as bad, that maybe CJ would clear protocol quickly through the week. But like they've got none of that. Even George Fant didn't practice today. I know he didn't practice last week during the week, but I can't imagine an offensive line. Is that Charlie Heck? Is Charlie Heck your right tackle? I think it would be Josh Jones. Josh Jones? Okay. I think it would be Josh Jones. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I like Josh Jones. Go Cougs. Uh, But there's a reason Fant's been your right tackle for every game this year. Yeah. It's just this team, injuries are part of football, yes, but this team has caught a lot of bad breaks and a rash of injuries that are just absolutely brutal. Yeah, they're battered. Uh, they're battered. They're bruised and doesn't look great. Uh, I w- somebody said in the, in the Twitch chat that it's a must-win game. It's a playoff game for the Texans. I'm not going to go that far. Like, you can lose this game and still win the next three and you're a playoff team. Yep. Now, it's daunting to win three games in a row. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. You're playing the Colts in one of those games on the road. You're playing the Browns, who have a really good defense and have a better record than you. And if you were to lose this game, well, now the other team that you're playing in that trio is the Titans team that just beat you. So it, it, it makes it daunting. It makes it very, very slim to make the postseason. But you can still make the playoffs even if you lose this one uh, with Davis Mills. Although Davis Mills is 2-0 all time when he's on the road against the Tennessee Titans right, But you do make, you make life harder for yourself if you lose this weekend. Like While some of the teams that are in this 7-6 and six category with you play some tough games, you know, Vikings-Bengals kind of feels like a – a Bengals victory with the way Jake Browning's playing. But, you know, the, the Colts and the Steelers, they play each other. So one of those teams is going to be 7-7. Seven and seven. The Lions play the Broncos. But on the flip side of that, the Tennessee Titans move to a game back of you if they beat you this wow. weekend. So it, it is not – you're adding another team that, you know, at the end of the season can be in the playoff conversation because the AFC is so, so close. Like – we're all Bears fans this weekend. You're all with me. You all are with me that Justin Fields needs to beat the Cleveland Browns this weekend. You can get as much help as you want, but if you get all the help in the world, you still lose, and Tennessee is one game behind you in the playoffs. It's not must win, but it'd be nice. 713-780-ESPN, the HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. We're on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. Joe's at Joe George Radio on the Twitter. I'm at Jeremy Branham. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the decoy in Spring Branch. Swing on by, say hello. Can't make it out today? How about you watch the fights here Friday and Saturday? How about watching UFC here on Saturday? No cover charge. How many places offer that? All right, we'll return. Just mentioned Davis Mills a little bit there. This is Davis Mills' opportunity for his legacy game in Houston. This is his chance to be forever loved 
in this city? What's your confidence level in Davis Mills? And who are your all-time favorite backup quarterbacks in your lifetime? 713-780-ESPN. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dog Show. How much weight do you think I could bench press? Just make a guess. Ballpark figure. Back to the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, live at the decoy, and your favorite drive time sports talk, the Killer Bees. Here they are, Joel and Jeremy. Joe's in for blankers today. Is that an upgrade or a downgrade? 713-780-3776. HRP listener line. <laughs> You're nice. Uh, we're broadcasting live at the decoy in Spring Branch. How about you get on out here for our daily happy hour specials every weekday until 7 p.m.? $3 Modellos, $4 Fireball, $5 House Wine, $6 Tito's. Uh, this is your place on Sundays to watch your NFL. Uh, they have the 24-foot TV wall, 185-inch uh, big screen. Bowl games are coming up. This is the place for that. Also, look, host your company happy hours here, your corporate events, your holiday parties, birthday parties, network events, and also they're 21 and, o- and older. 21 and up. So you have little teenagers running around. That's always annoying, doesn't it? And no cover for USC, no cover for boxing as well. You can't beat that. 713-780-3776. Lamont says, at this point, I am not even worried about the postseason. I just want to see competent ball at this point. We all know the Texans aren't doing anything if they make the playoffs. I get the point from Lamont, and I also understand that the arrow points up for the Houston Texans. Like, we're going into next year. We're hopeful that you got a playoff team. Maybe you have a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Where I would disagree with Lamont is that I think you can learn valuable lessons of losing in the playoffs. You go look at the past Super Bowl winners. I think we did the math on this the other day. Like, seven of the last ten Super Bowl winners lost the previous year in the playoffs. It's very difficult from being out of the playoffs entirely, and then you win the Super Bowl. To me, it's like a natural progression. You feel a little bit of failure. You realize what it's like to be in the playoffs. You learn. You build off of that. I think it would be beneficial even if this team makes the playoffs and loses by three touchdowns at Arrowhead. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Playing Miami, Kansas City, all that's super valuable at this point. And if your team keep Bobby Slowick, uh, which I feel like some people came around to my side a little bit this last weekend, um, <laughs> that the more the, if you're in the playoffs, it does make it harder and less likely for him to be available to uh, get another coaching job. So, you know, you just you never know. Like there's it has its perks. I I also at the point though where I just want to see them figure out with who they are. Like who are you the rest of the season? If you make the playoffs, that's great. If you don't, it's okay. I used the word disappointment earlier in the season. If the Texans don't make the playoffs, it's a disappointment. Since then, they lost Tank Dell. They lost CJ. They lost Will for a game, most likely. Like, this team has just fallen apart with the injuries, and it is a completely different season and expectations than it was three weeks, three weeks ago. Yeah, I think I would go from disappointment to bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. It would be a bummer. It's what could have been. It's yeah. if CJ stays healthy, if Tank doesn't block on the inside. Like, what does this team do? Because when you look at the AFC, like, how many Super Bowl contenders are there? We talked about this last week. Like, you have Baltimore, you have Miami. But, like, Miami just lost to Tennessee, who we're talking about maybe Davis Mills beating this weekend. So, like, I don't think the Miami Dolphins are this big-time Super Bowl threat. You have Anything could happen in the AFC this year. Yeah, no, Joe I mean, Flacco could win two playoff games. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're making the Super Bowl to Lamont's point. Yes. Like, this isn't a championship contender, but I think it helps your championship contendership in the future. Te- you learn lessons. You, yeah, I, I think that you do. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. I do think this is Davis Mills' opportunity for his legacy game in Houston. Davis Mills isn't well-liked around the city. I don't think anybody like, hates him, but you understand that he's very limited as a quarterback. Uh, you were kind of – everybody was dragging his name in the mud whenever you were – you know, during the draft season, got to get a quarterback. It's certainly not Davis Mills, which, again, is fair and is understandable. But this is the chance for Davis Mills to kind of flip the perception on Davis Mills around in this city. He's never going to be viewed at as like a starting-level quarterback or, or a quarterback that you build a franchise around or a quarterback that can win you know multiple games in the playoffs. But he can go from being kind of – like whatever in this city to being loved in this city. If he can step in, and I expect him to play on Sunday, if he can step in and go win a football game and then Stroud comes back against Cleveland, the Texans get to the playoffs, Davis Mills is going to go from being like whatevered 
in this city to now being a backup quarterback hero amongst some of the likes of T.J. Yates and other backup quarterbacks that we've loved in Houston Texans franchise history. Well, and look what well, look what's happening around the NFL and how many starting NFL quarterbacks are hurt this year. Tons. If C.J. Stroud is out and Davis Mills comes in and gets this victory. The other thing he does is he makes himself lots and lots of money because that's what you need. You need a backup quarterback that is just just competent enough to help you beat bad teams. Like that's what these guys need to be able to do yep. to keep your teams afloat until your starting quarterback returns. So if he gets a win this weekend, he just secures his future. He, he could be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. He could be the next Chase Daniels and, and just make a ton of money sitting on the bench and holding clipboards and taking probably 15 snaps a year. Yeah, he can. He can do that, which would help him. It would help Davis Mills for Davis Mills. But it helps the Texans. But it, it helps Texans. But in terms of just like a fan base perception oh of a guy, gosh. like we like TJ Yates in this city because he stepped in and like, was pretty good in the playoffs, and he almost beat Baltimore at Baltimore in the playoffs. Whereas Matt Leinart, like Matt Leinart was probably better than T.J. Yates, but he played, what, a game and broke his collarbone and never played again. So he can turn himself into being liked in the city of Houston, for, for whatever that's worth. A guy I know named Guy told me earlier, the starting quarterbacks in the next three games are Easton Stick, O'Connell, Jake Browning, Mullins getting the start for Minnesota, Gardner Minshew and Trubisky. Like those for the next three NFL games, that's your starting quarterback matchup. It's uh, a that's kind pretty of gross. Sad state of yeah. It's not great for ratings on a Thursday night. It's not great for ratings on a Saturday. Although this is the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. You know how many lineups I have that advanced in the how best many? ball a lot. But do you know how many of them had C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell? A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, I'm not that live because of that. So selfishly, I don't love that. Yeah, my my fantasy season is gonna be interesting in the playoffs. Yeah, all I got, my best ball lineups at Stroud and Tank. I got Beard in one league, and then I got BT, one of our part timers in the producer league. We'll see how it goes. Beautiful Andrew back there in the studio. Got a first round bye. His, team's very, his yeah. team's very good. Rest yeah. up and scout. Yeah, just watch, watch and watch. Names Tim on Twitch says this is Davis Mills's chance at his TJ Yates Cincinnati game. That was the playoff game that they won. JJ Watt with the pick six. What is your confidence level in Mills? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Scale of one to ten at Tennessee in Nashville to he is, win. He is two and zero in Nashville in the in the history of his career. Yeah, what's your confidence level on a scale of one to ten? He can go into Nashville and win a football game. Like a five. It, it's not. It's not. It's. I, I hate to be right down the middle, but you shouldn't have extreme confidence in Davis Mills. But he did just enough the last two years to where he deserves to be a backup on this team. We had this conversation all the time in the offseason about why you keep Davis Mills. It's for this moment. So it's like a five. It I, might be higher if he had Nico and if he for sure had Fant. I would feel a little bit better, but I, it's like a five. Yeah, I'm about a four or five. I think he's capable of doing it. Like this, Titans aren't good. Titans are not a good football team. I know they just went into Miami and beat Miami. Tyreek Hill missed about half of that game. And they're a completely different offense whenever he's not on the field. Uh, Junior Broncos, this is David Mills' chance to make him some Matt Flynn money. I don't know about that. I don't think this is his chance to be a starter in the NFL. Maybe it is, though. 713-780-3776. What's your confidence level on uh, Davis Mills against the Titans? Also, who are your favorite backup quarterbacks of all time? We asked that question. 713-780-3776. 2984 says only correct answer is Case Keenum, who should be starting this game. Go Cougs, Case Keenum. I love Case Keenum. He's statistically the greatest college football quarterback of all time. Those are facts. It's not an opinion. Who is your – first off, entertain that. Are, are, is that even a conversation for you, Case it is. Keenum, Davis Mills? It is for me because I know what Case once was. I know about you know the Minnesota run that he had. He's played good football in his NFL career – my, my question about da- about Case Keenum is, like, what do the people who go to practice every day see? Like, is he a statue? You're not, you're not watching any of that. No, but like, no, I mean more like the team. Like, it, it, oh. like does the team know, like, he's old? Because he is old. So if they felt like he was good enough to play and healthy enough and mobile enough at this point in his life, I think he'd be the starting quarterback, honestly, the, this weekend. Yeah. I think the Texans have kind of told you the answer to that. The Texans have played 13 games this year, and in every single of those 13 games, Davis Mills has been an ankle sprain away from being the quarterback. Yeah. Like, they're not going to take that backup quarterback spot lightly. Like, everybody knows how, 
you know, how often injuries happen. And Davis Mills has been the guy every single game. It has, they haven't went back and forth. They haven't thought about it. Every, whenever they, they post that fake depth chart on the, uh, you know, the, the Twitter every, each and every week, which is never right, they always have Davis Mills as the, as the backup quarterback. Davis Mills has always been the backup quarterback. Case Keenum has not even been, uh, Case Keenum has not even been active on game day. So the Texans, I think, have answered your question without answering your question. But if it's 0-0 at the end of the first half, you making a change? Uh, 0-0, probably not. But maybe if you need – okay, this is going to sound weird. I'm going to say maybe if you need a punch and you're like, well, well of course, Brandon, I mean, you need a punch. You don't have any points at halftime. To me, if it's you're trailing. Okay. Like if you're trailing and you need somebody to like, give you some spark – that's whenever Case Keenum comes in. Because Case Keenum's kind of gunslingery. Like, he's going to come in, he's going to sling the ball around the park, and it might, be, it might be a turnover. It might be an interception. He can give you some life, but he can also give the other team life. So it's probably a spot where if you're trailing in a game and you're really struggling offensively, uh, but I, I'm not making the change unless you're losing in the second half. Yeah, no, that, that, I think that's fair. I, just, I wouldn't be stunned because it's not like D'Amico and Bobby Sloak would have any loyalty to Davis Mills sure. based on what happened in the past. So if it just – the offense looks collectively ugly and it looks like you need someone that knows, you know, the NFL game a little bit better than Davis does, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a switch at halftime. Seven one three seven eight zero espn What's your confidence level in Davis Mills? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And who are your all-time favorite backup quarterbacks? We'll also get into the Rockets-Grizzlies game from yesterday. The Rockets just continue winning at home. Astros could have learned a thing or two. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees broadcasting live from the decoy and spring branch on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. I've been telling you for years that Gin Ben is the best. The vodka, love it. Gin, love that as well. Straight bourbon whiskey, cask strength bourbon. It's all top shelf, and it all starts with the finest ingredients. Classic time-honored distilling methods. Gin Ben uses a revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you'll ever taste. One of those things you'll love that's not in gentle bin are harsh solvents these are nasty elements that don't belong in your spirits and they don't in gentle bin you get all the flavor none of the burn unparalleled smoothness and an enjoyable drinking experience next time you head to dinner ask for gentle bin next time you go to a bar ask for gentle bin look for the liquor store or just head to the gentle bin tasting room in alvin or go online gentlebin.com you can order gentle bin straight from the website now and have it delivered straight to your doorstep how awesome is that if you're also looking for the holiday gift that you just can't quite put your finger on what should i give my colleague at work what should i give my uncle that likes to have a good spirit from time to time gentle bin it's the obvious answer and they have gentle bin holiday baskets that you can order online at gentlebin.com as well you can get all four bottles of each of the spirits you can get the vodka bourbon basket Whatever it is, you can get that holiday basket at GentleBin.com. GentleBin Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, and those best customers. They'll love what's not in our spirits, too. Celebrate with GentleBin this holiday season. GentleBin, clean, smooth, and delicious. Best gift ever. ESPN 97.5.com. Tiger-friendly radio. And he says, well, obviously you want to watch the guy with the big one. I said, well, you ain't that straight. Killer Bees have relocated their hive. It's at the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, which is currently located at the decoy. Let's join the boys, Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham. Joe's in uh, for Blankers today. Uh, Blankers DNP personal reasons. If you want to tell us why you think he's not here, we are always happy to take those. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Somebody said we need a... Uh, we need Charlie Batch. That's probably Keith, who likes all those old heads. Oh, yeah. Keith loves himself some old football players. 8311 Bucky Richardson. That's an all-timer. A&M played for the Oilers for a couple of like a couple of years, maybe. Maybe came in a game or two. I think he was the backup for Cody Carlson whenever Cody Carlson was the starting quarterback after they benched Warren Moon. Might have been the year after they traded him. Uh, Case all the way. Case is my favorite backup quarterback. There's, there's, it's of no course. doubt about it. Yeah. Case Keenum's easily my favorite backup quarterback of all time. Uh, how, what does Clayton Toon have to do to get there? Um, he has to make the playoffs, probably right, because Case did. See, Case. I mean, Case was a starter, right? No, didn't he come in as a backup that season when Minnesota won the run? No, I don't think so. Was he, he was just a starter? Yeah, I think they just. I think they, they acquired oh, him maybe, to be no, the starter. Maybe you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they won 13 games. 
that year. Elite season from Case Keenum. In the Minneapolis miracle. The Ocho, the Ocho. Uh, he says, uh, Brandon, there are just too many key players injured, so my confidence level's about a two. I'm even starting Tajay Spears at flex on my fantasy team based on the weakness of the Texans linebackers. If you're starting Tajay Spears as your flex, then I don't know how you got to the playoffs. Yeah, that's a bold move. Yeah, I, I don't think your team's very good. If I you're mean, we that. know a lot about bold moves in fantasy football on this show. Jeremy's known to make them. I, I'm an outside-the-box thinker. Yeah. If, if I'm projected to lose by a lot of points, I'll make a bold move to try to win. I chase. That's what I do. Speaking of chase, 2010 says his favorite backup quarterback is Chase Daniel. I think Daniel's made $40 million in his career. It's incredible. $40 million in his career. Yeah, and he, I think he took less than like 100 snaps in his career. I can't imagine he took much more than that, if anything. He was on my list. Ryan Fitzpatrick has to be up there. Yeah. Fitzmagic was just, it was a great ride. It didn't matter what team he was on. Fitzmagic was always a good time. I mean, he's fun. Somebody said it's GIF. He liked to drink milk. Uh, you don't have, is there not a Bears backup quarterback that everybody loves? Uh, Kyle Orton? Uh, Kyle Orton's on my list. Is he? Yep. Uh, Caleb Haney is on my list. Caleb Haney. Yeah, Caleb Haney was always that preseason guy that you wanted to replace Jay Cutler. When Jay Cutler wasn't playing well. Really? Yeah. Uh, Virginia says Frank Reich too soon. Yeah, yeah, it is too soon. It is too soon. He devastated that team that the Houston Texans will be playing on Sunday back in their history. Uh, 713-780-3776. Rockets played the, uh, the Grizzlies last night. They won themselves a basketball game. They led for a majority of that game. I thought they looked pretty good. They let the Grizzlies into it there in the third quarter. Everybody's talking bad about Jalen Green instead of worrying about the fact that the Rockets won another basketball game. They're now 12-9 and nine through 21 games. And watching that, yes, Tari Eason, awesome. I love Tari Eason. Tari Eason's a good basketball player. It's great to watch. What like My biggest takeaway from that game yesterday, Tari Eason's in like back-to-back games too. It's like, okay, maybe this guy can be consistent like this off the bench. But... Uh, but Ime Adoka with the five that he closed the game out with. He had Fred Van Vliet on the floor with Dylan Brooks, with Tari Eason, with Jabari Smith, and with Jeff Green. Not only did he bench Jalen Green in crunch time down the stretch for the second time, but he also benched Alpi Shingun for the first time. I love that Ime Adoka is not hesitant to bench anybody. Anybody can get it. You're not playing good, you're not going to play. Ime Adoka is so confident in his own skin and is not like one of these coaches in the NBA these days that are so worried about ticking off their superstar that this is why this is Ime's team. It's not Alfie's team, it's not Jalen's Jalen's team, Jabari's team, it's Ime's team, and I hope it always stays this way because he is so confident and has the, the confidence to bench anybody and play the five that he thinks is going to give him the best chance to win in the last five minutes, and he puts that on display each and every night, and I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, it, it is a different atmosphere watching the Rockets play. Tari and Jabari, like that that combo is a lot of fun. I, I think that what, it's, what it does is it's impressive because if there is, you know, the, the hurt feelings that we often associate with NBA players and Jalen Green, if he struggles with, like, getting benched like this, too bad, man. Like, that's what I like about this, is you play my way or it's the highway, and you're going to sit, and we are not going to let, you know, all those stories we heard from John Wall on those podcasts last year about how the Rockets organization was a total joke and how the players got away with anything they wanted. Jeff Green had to leave the arena for personal reasons, showed up randomly, ended up closing the game at the five. Like, everything about that game last night showed you what Ime Adoka is building. Yep. And it's so interesting to hear, like, Jason Tatum did an interview recently, and you're just like, you, he, these guys can't talk glowingly enough about Adoka and the coach that he is. They have figured something special out with him. I, I can't imagine Boston is happy that he is not their coach anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I get why he's not, but, like. 75 on the Twitch, Emi doesn't care. He benched his wife for not getting it done. <laughs> it, it, was his, it was his life partner. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to show you that Emei's about it, man. He's consistent with his decisions. He's going to play who he thinks can get it done. Oh, that's one of the stuff. funniest things anyone has ever said on the Twitch. That one, good job, 75. Thank you so much. You just made my day. Oh, my gosh. No, but anybody can get it with uh, – I love that about Emei. Like, they, they have a real coach. They have somebody who's going who's, to – look what he's done with this team. Like, they went from being an awful defensive team to now a good – Defensive team, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, they're three games above five hundred. 
this Rockets team is three games above 500. How is that possible? How is it possible that this Rockets team that we've had to watch in the last three years are three games above 500? Well, it's early in the season. Is it? They're, they've played over a quarter of the season. Yeah. They're over 25% of the season. The only thing I still just don't understand about this team is how they're, what, 1-8 and eight on the road and 11-1 yeah. and one at home? It makes no sense. But And that's all going to balance out throughout the year. I, I'm impressed the way that the players also have seemingly bought in. And like, and the thing with Alpi last night, I almost give him the benefit of the doubt because Amen Thompson doesn't play because he's got illness. Maybe there was something going around and Alpi just had a bad game. I mean, it's going to happen. You're not exactly. going to be good every game. Exactly. And that's where I, I have no issue with him sitting him in the fourth quarter. You ride the hot hand. And, that, and that's something that you know we saw Ime do in Boston. There were times where Marcus Smart like wouldn't see the floor. There's times where it wouldn't be Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum wouldn't leave the floor yeah. for basically the entire second half of a game when they need to get a victory. So I just it, it's weird to think how much my perspective of them has changed. When this season started, Jeremy, I said, you know what's a waste of my money? Shin. Because I don't need the to watch the Rockets the games live. Yeah. I can watch them illegally. I don't need to watch them live. I can be 15, 20 seconds behind. No big deal. Had to change that already. Because like now I'm, I'm, I'm already in. Like I was watching these games on delay, not really looking at social media. But I just didn't believe. And I believe that this team has figured out something special very quickly. 11 wins in a row for the Rockets at home. They're, they're 12-9, and nine, three games above five hundred. One. I'm getting. I really don't love to do the whole Jalen Green. Let's nitpick him each and every game that he plays. Like I'm not a big fan of that. Like, oh, he had a bad game today. Let's let's like let's make that the lead story. I'm not a huge fan of that. But we've seen that with Jalen Green. Like yesterday, his body language was not outstanding. I thought he was jacking up some shots there because it's like I'm struggling right now. Let me try to get up some shots and try to get something going. And you saw him like be aggressive to the rim. Had that boneheaded charge. We went right through a defender. Although I think the defender might have been moving a little bit. Uh, but his body language when he isn't playing well is not good now the encouraging thing is like Tari Eason hit the big three two and a half minutes to play and Jalen Green's one of the first guys to greet him so like that's encouraging he's not you know leaving his guy on the floor not there helping to pick him up so that part is cool but you can see Jalen's body language when it's not going well he's a he's a bit pouty he mopes a bit and I again it's that killer instinct with him that's my biggest beef and my biggest point of contention with him and that's something that he has to get better at if he's going to develop into that dude yeah and that's where I you know, going with the Alpi benching, I don't expect him to pout going forward. He'll figure it out, and they'll be fine. I just I don't have that confidence in Jalen. I, I I don't expect the next game to him to come out with it. You know, this surefire answer of like, "Hey, coach, like I'm listening. I figured it out." Feels like sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. He is so inconsistent with who he is as a basketball player, and he he has to find a way to get his emotions in check because. It does seem when he starts to pout, it just it snowballs. Yeah. And it gets so much worse so quickly. And then he has to not be able to play in fourth quarters when he should be learning how to finish on the floor with these guys. So eventually when they're a playoff team, that he can be there. Because right now, he can't. I think he's just a streaky shooter. And when his shot's not falling, he starts to pout. Uh, I think that's what it is. But some of the worst guys in the NBA, like, like they've got a guy like Pat Bev. Like Pat Bev is one of the worst shooters in the NBA. Yeah, but, but he his, always but, has. But what's it? But I mean, Pat Beverly's top skill is not scoring. You're right. His top skill is defending and being a distributor. Well, mostly the, defending. Okay, I'll, I'll use then the guy that he, people unfairly wanted to put Jalen Green in a comparison with Kobe. If Kobe had a bad night, like Kobe wouldn't pout. Kobe wouldn't pout. Kobe would figure it out. Kobe would either keep yeah. shooting or he would just play lockdown defense. I'm having trouble with this conversation, though, because I mean, Kobe Bryant had maybe the most killer instincts of anybody no, in the I history know. of the game. And that's what I'm saying. So like, it's like Jalen's got to figure it out. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not telling him to have Kobe mentality or the Mamba mentality. I, I want an eighth of the Mamba mentality. Yeah, don't pout mentality, please. Yeah, just play hard. <laughs> if yeah, you're not making your exactly. shots, maybe don't make bad decisions and take bad shots. And that was kind of my point. Like, like just play harder. Like, yeah. like, play better defense. You know, try to attack the rim, not take settle for threes. And he tried to do that yesterday. But one time he just had it stripped. The next time he ran right through a defender and picked up a charge. Yeah. Like, and to me, it's like, okay, he's getting a little out of control. He's starting to kind of lose where his mind's at. 
and he becomes a bad basketball player. Like you got to be able to can keep those emotions in check. Uh, Gary Kubiak's my favorite backup. Cooper Rush says Corey Colt McCoy. Who are your favorite backup quarterbacks of all time? As Davis Mills preps to play on Sunday, uh, you brought up the playoff conversation. Rockets are twelve and nine. They've played over a quarter of their schedule. When does the Rockets playoff watch start? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Today's a perfect day. It's a beautiful day outside. Uh, but even on the most beautiful days, you might get into a car accident. We certainly hope that does not happen. But if it does, the name that you need to know is Hollingsworth Law Firm. You don't pay a dime until you win your case with Hollingsworth Law Firm. Steve Hollingsworth has sacked insurance companies. He's gotten millions for, for his clients, whether it's the car wreck, whether it's an 18-wheeler accident or or even if you've been injured on the job, Steve Hollingsworth at Hollingsworth Law Firm is the name you need to call and the name you need to know. Maybe even oil field, offshore accidents, they can help there as well. They've recovered millions of dollars for their clients through these insurance companies. Uh, you're hiring a fighter in your corner against these pesky insurance companies too. Uh, we've all had to deal with insurance companies over the course of our lives, uh, whether it's a little, you know, Bender bender, whether you've been into a little bit more severe of an accident, you know how pesky these insurance companies can be. They fight tooth and nail for every single dollar, and they're trying to get over on you. That's the truth of the matter. So let Hollingsworth Law Firm get over, over on the insurance companies for you. Free consultation. Don't pay until you win your case. 713-999-8773. If you, someone you know, they've been in a car wreck, they've been hurt on, on the work site, industrial accident, whatever the case may be, 713-999-8773 for free consultation. Visit them online as well. CarWreckTexas.com. It's CarWreckTexas.com. ESPN975.com. Iocane powder. It is odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid, and is among the more deadly poisons known to man. <laughs> And you're back with the Killer Bees inside the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Decoy. Here are the Bees Knees themselves, Joel and Jeremy. Now behave. We're in for blankers today. We are, though, at the, uh, the Decoy in Spring Branch. I get here for the weekday happy hour specials until 7 $3 Modelo, $4 Fireball, $5 Wine, $6 Tito's. Uh, tomorrow night, Jake Paul fights. Don't pay a cover anywhere else. Watch it here for free. Uh, Saturday, Jesse Bam Rodriguez is boxing. Don't pay a cover anywhere. Watch it here for free. Uh, also, UFC 296, a card I've been looking forward to. I'm really pumped up for UFC 296, as you as you should be as well. Uh, so don't pay a cover. Come out here. Watch it. All the bowl games, college football bowl game season kicks off. NFL games, it's your, it's your stop on a Sunday. There's actually three football games on Saturday, too. So make the decoy your home this weekend and your few you're a football viewing home as well. Volleyball courts outside, a beautiful day like today. It's a great place to be here, the decoy in Spring Branch. 713-780-3776. Uh, who's your favorite backup quarterback? It's just going to kind of be a theme of the show since Davis Mills is starting at quarterback on Sunday. We'll get into the Rockets playoff watch conversation in two seconds. But let's go out to the HRMP re- uh, listener line real quick. And Larry has his favorite backup quarterback. Larry, what's up? In the 1960s. When the Baltimore Colts were in Baltimore, Johnny United got injured. His backup took him to the championship, and and he earned the MVP. His name was Earl Morrill. Look it up. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, Larry. Thanks for uh, that. You know that really wasn't Larry. You know who that was. It was Blankers. <laughs> Was Blankers. That was Blankers pulling his Jeff Green, where he, he's not going to play personal reasons, but he makes this miraculous return. He participates in the show. That wasn't Larry. Mm. That was Blankers. You're not fooling me, Larry. I'm on to you. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line. So Rockets win yesterday. With that win, they're now 11-1 and at home, which is ridiculous. Uh, they're 12-9 and on the year, though. And I'm sitting there, and the game's over. Rockets win. You're over a quarter of the way into the year. And you look at the seating in the Western Conference, you look at the standings in the Western Conference, they're currently in seventh place. They're four and a half games back in Minnesota. They're a half game back of the sixth seed Sacramento. So that would just be in the playoffs altogether. We know seven through ten's the play-in. They're three games clear of Golden State, who's in the 11th place. And that's significant because 11th place means that you're not in the play-in. So the Rockets would play post-82-game basketball where they're currently at, and they're three games clear of Golden State for that as well. When do we put the Rockets on playoff watch? It's on. I'm on playoff watch because look at the West. San Antonio, Memphis, Portland, and Utah are not good. 
Those teams are not. I know John Morant is. I think he met with the media today, or he's going to meet with the media because he's about to return from his suspension. Yeah. But they're six and seventeen. They are not going to make the playoffs with John ja Morant. They have so many injuries. They're not playing good basketball this year in general. Even though they gave the Rockets a tough one in the second half last night, I I just don't think that they're the West is that deep compared to who's already there. So besides Golden State, I think you have your top ten teams. In the Western Conference, I mean, this if year. you if you think that Draymond can still play, he's going to be out indefinitely. Who knows what that ends up being? I'm, I'm Clay Thompson you. got benched yesterday. He hasn't been playing good basketball. Like, I'm I, there. Playoff watch is on. I'm there with you as well. I, I think that we could start Rocket playoff watch in the beginning of the season. You know, the, the Rockets and the Texans are kind of in the same conversation in that they're probably playing above expectation for what the majority of people thought they would be at. Like the Texans, they're over under in Vegas was either five and a half to six and a half, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. Uh, most would not have had them in the playoff race yet. Here they are. They've already they've already won the total bet. They're already over the total at five and a half or six and a half, wherever you got it. They're seven and six. They're in the playoff race. The Houston te- the Houston Rockets at the start of the season, best case scenario was eh, get, the, get the ninth seed, the tenth seed, play that play in basketball, get a taste of what postseason – can't technically call it postseason basketball, but what postseason basketball is all about, and then start climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder. So the Rockets are playing above that expectation where, look, I would be, I'd be disappointed if they didn't get one of the top ten spots in the Western Conference. I, I, at this point, I think we're looking at a team that's buying at the deadline, not hmm. selling, and maybe not a major I just buy. don't know what they would buy. A shooting guard? Now, that, that would be a pretty big splash. Like, if you're trading for a shooting guard, that means you're probably trading Jalen Green. Yeah, and they won't do that. This, that'll be an offseason move. You could get, like, a backup big because Jock Landell's a stiff. Who you can, I'm not even sure Jock he, Landell can chew bubblegum and run at the same time. I, that's one of – I don't understand it. That's one of the weirdest signings. That was such a panic well, move I mean, when probably, they missed out on Brooke Lopez. I thought that he's not good. I thought that he would be good enough to be a backup five that could rim protect and rebound, and he can't. So like they need they would need an upgrade there. Like I could see them trying to buy on the cheap for that. Like use one of their contracts. I mean they they have Oladipo's contract that you can trade. Like is Clint Capella available? Like that would be something that would be intriguing. Now Atlanta kind of in the uh, the race a little bit, but I, I could use a backup big on this team because your your biggest weakness right now is a big rim protector that can rebound really well. Jeff Green's getting backup center minutes. Alpi Shingun's your starting center. Neither one of those guys are great rim protectors. So I could see them going that route. Yeah, it's just this is a team, and I almost is it playoff watch versus playing watch? Like, is that where we're on then? I mean, like, I'm rooting for that. Sure, like yeah. getting out of the playing tournament. It'll be tough though because the teams in front of you are pretty good. They are like Sacramento. You're a half game behind them. You're a game behind the Lakers unless they collapse, which is always possible. Denver, who you beat, but Denver's not going anywhere. Dallas looks pretty nice. Oklahoma City should be thrown in jail for playing Josh Giddy, but they look like a good basketball team. And Minnesota's good, so I don't know. Like, are you jumping any of those teams? Probably not. Yeah. Like maybe maybe Sacramento. But like, I, I doubt it. And, and so I think this is it. And to me, it's funny. When I was looking at the standings last night, the first thing I thought of was, man, I kind of wanted the Rockets to be the team that knocks James Harden out of the playoffs. That'd be awesome. Because there's still this, like, weird group of Rockets fans that go on Twitter and talk about even how good it's been so far and how much better it would be if James Harden was here. And I just kind of love the idea of the Rockets knocking James Harden out of the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I, I actually thought about that a little bit yesterday because I'm not a huge Fred Van, v- Van, v- uh, Van Vliet guy. I think he's solid. I think he's fine. I think he, he makes too much. I wish I would have got him on a two-year deal, not a three-year deal. And ultimately, you want, you want Fred Van Vliet ultimately to be benched because if he's ultimately benched, that means that Amin Thompson has taken his job. And I think that for the Rockets to reach their ceiling, not this year, but like in the next couple of years, for the Rockets to reach their ceiling, they need a Min Thompson to be a really good point guard in the NBA. So, to me, I'm kind of counting down the days to when a Min Thompson finally takes over for for Fred Van Vliet. But it's to me, it's not a Fred Van Vliet James Harden conversation. It's a Fred Van Vliet in the development of all your youngsters 100%. versus James Harden. And I'd much rather have option A with Fred Van Vliet and all of the youngsters over James Harden than James Harden. Yeah, well, and think about like, the conversation we've had with, with Jalen Green here. James Harden convolutes that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. James Harden being here is like, well, you know, James Harden has the ball all the time. And and now I think you get to see really who the Houston Rockets are with the style of play that they are. But, yeah, I'm all in on on playoff watch. I I would be – I'm with you. I would be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs this season. Frankly, unless, like the Texans, there is a bunch of injuries, I would be kind of surprised if they don't make the playoffs 
this season. I don't think Golden State is going to be in the playoffs this year. I'll just go ahead and say it. Now, uh, you, you, are you talking play-in here? Play-in, yes. Yeah, because it's so confusing. I know. It, it's confusing. To me, they, to me, if they're not in the top ten in the West at this point, like they have earned me being critical of them missing out. Just like the Texans. like they've Exactly earned, like the Texans. They've played good enough to earn criticism. Like, it is not too early. It is not because I'm not going to sit here. We're not going to do kumbaya, everything's fun radio. Like, they are at the point now where it is time to be critical. It is time to praise them for the good things that they do. But the expectations, just like the Texans, because of Ime Adoka, he has changed the expectations for what the Houston Rockets are this season and going forward. That, that's where I'm at, too. Like I, To me, I'd be disappointed if they don't make the top ten because of what they've shown already this year. And I have confidence in them. I think they have a ton of talent, and I think they have a great head coach that kind of coaches them like, like a college basketball coach would. You're not playing well, you're not going to play. Like How refreshing is that? Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Corey says, I think Green needs to attack the basket. He needs to use his athleticism. I agree, uh, especially when his shot's not falling. Like, he falls in love with his shot even when it's not, when it's not falling. Uh, now, I think he did try to do that yesterday, and he had a turnover. He had a charge on his way. Uh, 6606, the greatest backup of all time is Tom Brady. If Bledsoe would have not gotten hurt, we might not know the name Tom Brady. He's right. I mean, right. that's He's right. I guess. He's right. I feel like you have to be a backup for more than a year to fit into this category. All right. 713-780-3776. It'll be a disappointment if the Rockets don't make one of these top ten spots. Also, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He's going to join us on the other side. Hand out some football winners coming up next. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Yesterday, we were out at the occasional Invitational. We were uh, watching everybody else play golf. We were watching people leave us and not say bye. We were the last ones there at Wildcat Golf Club. But the dinner we had was fantastic. It was the highlight of my day. You know what the dinner was? It was Valencia's. It was Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, the best Tex-Mex in Houston. They had the fajitas out there. I've said forever they have the best fajitas in the city. They put that on display yesterday. They have great enchiladas, margaritas that hit just right. Also, happy hour seven days a week if you're into that sort of thing. Who isn't? Weekend brunch deals that will blow you away. It's a perfect game day spot, too. Big screen TVs and the games that you want to watch. Does it get better than Tex-Mex margaritas and sports? I don't think so. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage is the best place to take advantage of their in-house game day jumbo margaritas. For only $8, you can get a game day jumbo margarita when the Texans are playing. You also get a dollar off of uh, draft beer when the Texans are playing. This is your game day spot. Or if you just want to pick up food and go watch the game at your place, I don't hate you for that. Uh, make sure you take advantage of their game day fiesta packs, though. That's right. Order the Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage fiesta packs and margaritas to go. Love those margaritas to go. You can book your holiday party. Learn more at TexMexGarage.com. It's a great, sp- a great spot to have your holiday party and enjoy uh, the best Tex-Mex in the city. It's gift card season. We know that. You're going to get gift cards for your friends, your family, your your white elephant game. You're going to get gift cards this holiday season. Well, if you get gift cards at Valencia's, you get $10 free for a $50 gift card, $20 free for a $100 gift card. Can't be that. Stop by Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, Houston Garden Oaks, Oak Forest on West 34th Street, and enjoy a good old time. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, Tex-Mex from scratch. ESPN, 97.5 on Twitch. Oh. It's you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh?